0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, Hello and welcome to the Gunners Talk back again with you guys for another show for our second show of the day as earlier on today we obviously reacted to the live Europa League last 16 draw in which Arsenal were drawn against Olympiacos in one of the most predictable draws. Of all time, and uh, Arsenal will of course face the Greek side at our second home in Athens. Which you, I'm looking at them and thinking it's un, it's unfair on them. But then I realise that the Emirates is also effectively their second home uh, as well because we've played them now or will have played them. I think something like 12 times in the last 12 years once the second leg is complete, which is ridiculous. Almost playing Olympiacos every single year is is what Arsenal have ended up doing in both the Champions League and, and the Europa League now. So fingers crossed we get through that, tie. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that as the show progresses for the next hour or so. Um, and just before I roll the mid-roll um, sequence, the show is now on all audio platforms that I can think of to put it on so far. I'm going to try and get on to some more if anyone requests them. Um, but we are on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. All the shows besides the tactical breakdowns, because obviously they're more visual. Um, so the Let's Talk Arsenal, Raw Reaction, Straight After the Games, uh, the podcast, the TGC podcast, all of them are now going to audio only as well. Um, I keep saying audio only like it's YouTube's finishing, but there is an audio only um option for you to listen to as well. So if you you're in the car, you're going to work, whatever, all of them are going to be on there. So what the next thing is obviously trying to get that out to more people. If you do watch on iTunes, I believe there is a review system. If anyone is kind enough to go and write some reviews on the site, I know we have a lot of people that support the show and I really appreciate the amount of support we do get. But If there's anything else that you're willing to do to help support the show by writing a very kind review on iTunes would be amazing. And if you are already listening on iTunes, then thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, But let's crack on with today's show and go into some of the Arsenal talk that needs to be discussed today. So, of course, this is Let's Talk Arsenal, our twice-weekly show on a Tuesday and Friday at 5am, live on YouTube every single week. Uh, And it is, of course, sponsored by Football Prizes, which is our uh, sponsor for Let's Talk Arsenal and they provide every single week a very special Arsenal prize. And it is no different this week as we have a signed Arsene Wenger pennant. A pennant is the flags which are exchanged between clubs. Typically in European competitions, you probably send the captains handing them over at the start of matches before things kick off. And Arsene Wenger has very kindly signed one of these uh, Arsenal pennants which is now available to uh, be won in this evening's draw one of our expert and TGT ambassadors will be winning a free ticket into the draw I'll be drawing that at about half through the show about half past five um, so make sure you stick around to see who wins uh, to check how many tickets are left there were 66 uh, at the start and there is now 22 left so just 22 tickets are remaining and it gets drawn at 7 30 tonight so that's in two and a half hours so if you want a ticket you got a really good chance of winning this one if you buy one or two or as many as you like so make sure you uh you get in there and a massive congratulations also to jared and daniel robert again i've seen that jared has now received His signed Dennis Bergkamp shirt, which was, I believe, last week's. uh, Was it last week's or was it the week before? Uh, Something like that. It's arrived really quickly, which is fair enough. Uh, I'm going to post up the the pictures of Dan, who also won the signed of montage up on Twitter a little bit later on with their Twitter handles. But, yeah, amazing stuff. I want to keep this members run going of members winning or TGT listeners winning these prizes. So keep buying the tickets. Keep helping support them um and uh, and yeah it was great to see another member win the prize again this week so let's talk arsenal if you haven't joined us before for a live show it is all about discussing the kind of the ongoings about arsenal sometimes it delves into the more of the social things we have a bit of a chat a discussion sometimes it gets a little bit deep a little bit real as we talk about kind of the horrible things that go on with amongst social media and stuff like that um and also We talk about current Arsenal stuff like transfers, team news, all of that sort of thing. And today we're kicking off, which is quite a refreshing thing, because we've not talked about transfers in quite a while. Um, And we're going to talk about a little bit of transfer news today. And that is, of course, Alexandre Lacazette. I've been practicing my French pronunciation, which is still probably horrifically wrong. Um, Being linked with a move to Monaco. Um, He's got his contract ending at the end of this season. Chat box, tell me what you think about this link. Tell me if you think it's legitimate. Tell me if you think it makes sense. And tell me what you think about it in general. Are you open to this deal? Are you a person who would be more leaning towards giving the guy a new contract and wishing that he would remain at Arsenal for the foreseeable future? Let me know in the chat, and we're going to read through plenty of your comments. Because as always with LTA, this is about you guys in the chat box and getting your thoughts through. So um, in my view, I think the deal makes a lot of sense um there's a few reasons why it makes sense for monaco i don't think it would necessarily cost them a huge amount of money to bring him in um and if that's the case and i'm not sure about um, monaco's financial situation i have text jeremy smith our resident french football expert who writes for Get french football news and and that and hopefully he might reply before the end of the show and i can tell you what he's saying about it um But I've looked into Monaco's squad. I've looked into how they play. And typically they play with two different kind of systems. They can play with a single striker at times or they can play with a a double striking uh, example because they have kind of three main strikers at the moment. You've got Stefan Jovetic, whose contract expires at the end of this season, which they'll obviously need a replacement for. You've got uh, Kevin Volland who arrived, I believe from Bayer Leverkusen. Um, If it wasn't last summer, it was the summer before, but I think it was in the summer of 2020. He may have joined. Um, And then they've got obviously their star striker up top with Sam Ben Yedder, who was linked to Arsenal quite a while ago. And we, Not missed out. Uh, I think he was a player that certainly would have been an absolute highlight if he'd have joined, with the benefit of hindsight, of course, because he's done exceptionally well since moving uh, to Monaco from... I think it was Sevilla that he moved from... I think he was in France with Toulouse um and he moved to spain and he's done really well since going back to france with monaco and absolutely smashed it um they've also got a 19 year old pietro pellegrini who is currently injured uh with a muscle injury um but other than that they're their main kind of forwards you've got gelson martins who they got from atletico madrid uh we were linked to him at one point as well um But they mainly kind of play with, they they can play with two strikers. And so with Jovatic's contract expiring at the end of the season, it does make sense um, for them to look at someone like a Lacazette. Jovatic is 31, Lacazette is 30. I know it's not the youngest and their striking force is actually a little bit aging in terms of who they have because Ben Yedder is in himself 30 and Kevin Volland is 28 um, and he'll be turning 29 in July. Uh, and Ben Yedder will be turning 31 in August. So they have a bit of an ageing front line, so maybe it doesn't make sense in terms of like the age and profile of Lacazette, but it does make sense in terms of replacing a player that's going to be leaving, it seems like, in Jovetic for a player like Lacazette. There's so many kind of old Arsenal links with with uh, Monaco. because <laughs> we think of Monaco anyway because of the whole Champions League chaos, but also the fact we were linked with Stefan Jovic when he was at Fiorentina before he then moved to Manchester City all that time ago. So uh, some nostalgic links there, and maybe it'll end up with one of our players um, going to to Monaco. So let's have a look at what you guys are saying about this in the chat box. Let me scroll up and get some of your earlier comments uh based upon the news about this so uh, arsenal granny says time to sell him alex mccarthy says sell um jared says i thought they have financial issues but if not seems like a good fit definitely should be sold this summer i as i said i'm hoping that jeremy might give me some more insight on that because i'm not sure um about the situation really, and how well they will be able to to move players. And they used to have financial difficulties, that's for sure. But I don't know if that's now changed. I mean, it is Monaco after all. When you think of Monaco, you think of the glitz, the glamour of the world, the most expensive place on earth, basically. And oh no, it's not him. I thought he text me. Um, but for Monaco to have money troubles, yeah, it's just a bit of a stranger, especially considering how much money they got for some of their players like Mbappe and Bakayoko and Mendy and Sidibé. Sidibé I think so. Um so or is Sidibé now back at, at Monaco? Um he might be or he might he is still he's back there. Um but he's gone back on is it loan he's returned after being on loan at Everton. So and they've not really Wanted to move him on they play i think they play Aguilar at uh, right back at the moment so which is probably butchered in terms of pronunciation um and they got a lot of money for those players they managed to sell on tiago Mendes. i think went to leon um who else rafael no not, not rafael leal uh, he was at Leo, wasn't he there's, i'm sure there's another one though that i'm missing that they also got rid of uh it's thomas lamard if i said him he went to atletico madrid um and they got a lot of money that way so there you go um Martin Harris says, uh, hey, Tom, can I please get a shout out to my girlfriend, Anna? She thinks the Greek team will beat us. Well, Anna, I'm sorry, but you're going to be wrong, mate. And I know I'm going to get turned into a meme when we <laughs> get knocked out by Olympiacos. Uh, Alex McCarthy says, Lackey never turned out to be the player I thought he would become. I thought he would have done a lot better than he did. And there was a lot of hype around him when we were obviously linked to him. At Leon, he was banging in the goals in Liga and... I think, if anything, what this does, for me, anyway, and I know there are kind of exceptions to the rule, Bernardo Silva, for instance, but I really look at Liga in the attacking players at the clubs, and I think, do is it worth going big on some of these Liga talents that are really kind of smashing that league? The defensive talents and maybe some of the midfield talents are different, and I think there's been a lot of success from some of the midfield talents. Fabinho, there's another Monaco player. Uh, Fabinho, obviously, we signed Gabriel. I think that people are getting a lot more luck from the defensive side of players from Liga that they sign rather than the actual offensive end. It might be completely coincidence that maybe not as many have succeeded hugely, but. I think if you're going to target a Liga player, maybe you should be looking more in the defensive third rather than the attacking third because players like Pepe, Thomas Lamar haven't necessarily worked out in other places. I'm sure there's plenty of examples that prove me wrong, but feel free to throw them in as well. Uh, Daniel Roberts says, if Monaco sign lacquer we can give them Bellerin for a free two-for-one deal. Oh, dear Dan. I know you don't like Bellerin too much, but that's just rude. <laughs> uh, Jared says, Laka did win our Player of the Year award two years ago, I think. You're right but he never did the 20 goals a season uh, that we all hoped he did. I genuinely don't think he progressed as further than Olivier Giroud. I don't think he took us up any kind of levels. Abameyang came... I mean, the fact that we signed Abamian, who in himself is a striker, that we shifted out to the left-hand side to try and accommodate both of them... Um, That tells you everything that I think the club may have panicked bought Lacazette, knowing they needed a striker, knowing that Giroud wasn't necessarily in the best of form and wasn't going to take us to that next step. And Giroud has arguably done better at Chelsea um, since leaving, arguably. It's it's very close, but... Lacazette certainly didn't kind of progress us further away from that. Mr. Joe Kerr says uh, we must sell these legacy contracts. It has been a needs must model, and we have operated due to no Champions League money. But if we ever intend to get back uh, as a cl- as a peak club, we need to make money when the opportunities arise. You're spot on, and we do need to make money better. Our discussion with Hugh about this on the brief. Yeah, a stream that we did manage to do during the uh, the Benfica game on Thursday, and I put the point across saying he said I said it's good business what we've done in moving the players on, and he basically retorted in saying how it, how is it good business? Like we sold one player and all these players we got rid of for nothing, and I made it. I know he was only questioning me, but it was important to kind of point out the context of those players that we moved on in a pandemic where who is going to go out and risk a few million quid on Squadron Mustafi? It's not going to happen. No one's going to go out there and risk a few million quid on Squadron Mustafi or a Kolasinac or Urzu on the wages that he's on or a Socrates. So just move them off the wage bill, save the money on the wages and move forwards while this pandemic is taking effect. And then once things turn back to normal, which fingers crossed with the way things are going, it looks like it could happen very soon, touch wood, Um, then you can start thinking about being a better club in regards to sales. But I still think it's good, good business that Arsenal have been able to move on a lot of their Deadwood players. And I'm hoping that this summer is going to be another example of where we were able to move on more of them and hopefully maybe even get some money for the players like Lacazette, like El Neni. These guys, uh, Nelson and Ketia, uh, maybe Joe Willock. We'll have a look. We will wait and see. Uh, Said says, I really want Eduard from Celtic, although his season, uh, this season, his performance was not that good, but he's still a good player. I don't agree with the criticism necessarily. Sure, he's not been as good at maybe last season, but I think overall, Celtic have been very poor. He has still scored goals this season for sure, Eduard. And I think it's actually the players around him that have let him down a lot. If we signed Eduard, I would be really. Excited by the prospect of that as a signing, I think there is maybe other options out there. I look at Patson Dakar, Seku Koita at Red Bull Salzburg. I know you might think I'm a little bit biased because I do love my Salzburg, um, but there's other guys out there. I look at Andre Silva, who's doing really well at Frankfurt and has done really well in other countries and is kind of really getting to that peak form now in the Bundesliga. He, I look, I like him a lot playing Portuguese football internationally. Um, you've then got some other players like Roman uh Yuremchuk, who's playing at Ghent. He's a mid-20s, stocky, six foot three, wins a lot of headers, kind of vout Veghorst, ilk kind of striker. Um, but would be cheaper and maybe a little bit of a savvier signing in regards to someone else. You've got other strikers around the country. Ivan Tony at Brentford is someone else, maybe is a little bit rawer. Um, 24, I think he is in terms of age. Uh, but there is options around. and I think it's certainly one that Arsenal needs to be a little bit more savvy in what they do. You're not going to be able to go out there and get the Oli Watkins, the Dominic Calvert-Lewins now, because their price is going to be huge with the Premier League premiums and the fact they're English as well. I'd love it if we'd have gone and got a Dominic Calvert-Lewin. It's just not going to happen at this stage. It really isn't. Uh, Anne says, we need to sell Lacquer and Eddie and bring in a centre forward who suits the way that Arteta likes to play. You're spot on, mate. Uh, Tom says, it'd be good to cash in on Lacquer and get Eduard. Pedro says, just bought the winning ticket, <laughs> says Pedro. Number 25, mark my words. We'll be looking out for that number. Uh, of course, in about 15 minutes or so, uh, I'll be revealing which one of our members has won the free ticket into the draw for tonight's signed Arsene Wenger prize. Matt G says, On Lacazette, my barometer for success is to ask if we signed another striker and they had the same career as Lacquer. Would we be happy? And the answer, arguably, Matt G, is no. We probably wouldn't be. Um, If we signed anyone else and made him come in, no matter the fee, I think we would be a little bit to say, yeah, during this period, we've needed someone that's going to step up a lot more. And he he just hasn't done that. Uh, Dellinger, What was that thing I watched the other day? I watched a film the other day where there was a Dellinger uh, in it. I think it might be in the Chicago 7 or something like that. It's a very good film, anyway. uh, very, very good film. Um, Says, can't we take a chance of Balogun? Uh, He's free and poses little risk from financial perspective. Solution might be right at the club. And Dellinger, you might be spot on, mate. The problem is with that is that (laughs) we're probably not going to get him to sign up to a new contract. That's the issue. That's the problem we face with Balogun is that we've got to try and convince him to stay. It might be that he could be a guy that would develop into a striker that could be really good for Arsenal, but we've left it too late. We haven't dealt with the situation properly. We've given too many opportunities, in my opinion, to Enketia rather than giving Balogun more of a chance. And even when we sent Nketiah on loan, we didn't give Balogun chances in like the Europa League games, in cup games. We didn't give him that. Maybe it was too early then. But for me, I just feel we've we've just handled that situation really, really badly. Uh, JK says, we need a target man that offers something we don't have available to us at the moment. In other words, a unit who can head the ball and bully a defence. And I agree with you 100% is that I actually feel like if we lose Lacazette and Ketia and Balogun this summer, Arsenal may need to go out and look at signing. One, definitely, you could argue maybe even a second striker, either on loan because we've got Nikolai Moller coming through and you don't want to really block that path too much. But when you lose three strikers, which is a real possibility, you need to replace. If that's replacing through the youth system with Moller, getting more opportunities, maybe. But I think you need to go out there and look to sign someone in the mid-20s and then maybe get someone in on loan for a season with an option to buy. This option thing is something that Arsenal haven't really used at all. I don't think Arsenal have managed to bring anyone in on loan that they've had an option to buy on yet. Um and if we have, it's been very, very kind of kept under the carpet and something I don't think we've managed to do really. And there are options out there. You could look at say young boys and you look at the guy up top for them and Same doing really well this season. He's not he's not like a huge name and I don't think he would inspire a lot of confidence amongst the fan base. But as a 27 year old striker that's doing very well, say look, we'll bring you in on loan, put an option to buy on it. If you do really well, great. You're not going to be our first choice option because we still got a Bamiang here. We've got Martinelli that can maybe play as a striker. And then in a year's time, if you have, in fact, convinced us, then we'll we'll pay the option. We'll pay the money and, and bring you in. I think it, it, loan with options to buys is something that Arsenal do need to look at as a, as a realistic thing to do because Leicester have started doing it. You look at the way they brought in... Um, uh Under uh from Roma on loan with an option. Liverpool have got in Kabak on loan with an option. There's lots of Turkish players coming into clubs with a, a loan and an option, but it's something I think that Arsenal do need to do for sure. Uh Michael Ture, uh Turabain uh, to I'm sorry, <laughs> says, uh, do you think that Martinelli is the option going forward next season? Maybe this is why Arteta has been reluctant to use him too much. I think the reason why he's been reluctant is down to um I think it's down to injury in part. I think he's protecting him, but I also believe that he's managing the situation similar to what happened with Phil Foden at Manchester City. The amount of times people linked Phil Foden with a move away from Arsenal and then when you actually look at the situation with him now he's been managed perfectly and he's now integrated fully into the first team so that that's certainly something that you need to consider uh, Sibu, uh, so so says Patson Dhaka is he too raw he's 22 now and he's developing and he arguably needs to move on this summer to make that next step is he too raw at 22 i don't think you should be necessarily too raw um You consider that word raw with players at around 20 years of age, but by 22, he should be starting. He should be being competent and consistent, which he has been for a lot of the season, as well as Seiku Koita. Uh, Demay points out a very good thing about the club, that we've got Tyrese John-Jules, which a lot of people sleep on. He's coming back off loan from a period at Doncaster, but it's probably a good idea if we have a look at actually how he's done at Doncaster. I know he started the season quite well, and then he got an injury. I don't know if he's still injured. Um, but let's just have a look at the guy's season um, for the Dons. Uh, so, so far, he's got three goals, two assists in 11 appearances. And he's At the moment, he's out injured with a torn muscle when he suffered with thigh problems earlier on in the season. He's had two major injuries that have cost him, I mean, just looking at this briefly, eight, uh, 16 games he's missed. And that's just in the league, um, which he, he wouldn't have missed and he has missed. FA Cup games as well for them, uh, EFL trophy games. So injuries is going to be a big issue with Tyrese John-Jules and, and worrying about that situation. And it's not, unfortunately, that the cruel world of, of football means that we may not end up with um, Tyrese John-Jules doing maybe too much at the club because of that. And, and he isn't going to be given that chance, not because of he doesn't deserve it, but because he just can't get onto the pitch regularly enough, basically. Uh, Pedro. Says Martinelli doesn't suit against a low block. I agree with you. Nowhere uh, for him to run into. Needs a big lump in a pair uh, to think, Tushak and Keegan. Uh, I think Martinelli suits the game against Leicester really well on Sunday. I think Leicester are going to have quite a bit of the ball. I think we're going to be able to hit them on the counter. And I also think when they're in the possession at the back, Martinelli's a great kind of player to press them. We've had Saka playing week in, week out. I'm not playing Saka on Sunday. I would give him a rest. He's fatigued. He's burnt out. Put Martinelli in. He was fresh, full of energy, full of running. Put him in for the game uh, against uh, against Leicester. I'd also probably give Aubameyang a bit of a rest as well. At the end of the day, I think we can come away from with something against Leicester. I, I believe they're there to be got at. I believe that they'll be affected by the loss against Slavia Prague, even though they arrested a few players, but they still brought quite a few on. James Madison isn't probably going to be available for them, which is a big boost for us. Um, and we've got Thomas Partey back. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the preview uh, tomorrow. I'm going to be joined by a couple of our members as well. Um, and that'll be at three o'clock uh, PM UK time. Um, that kind of concludes the Lacazette side sort of things, unless I have my phone's buzzing away, but none of it's Jeremy. Um, the next part I want to talk about is I want to talk about Granite Jacker. I want to talk about Granite Xhaka because as a lot of you will have seen um, in the media, and this week, uh, what we did was, is that he was subjected to a lot of abuse um, during his time at Arsenal. Throughout his period at Arsenal, he's been utterly bombarded uh, with so, so much hate and so much abuse, and not just him, but his family, his wife, his kid, um, and it's not acceptable. It's a matter of fact that it's not acceptable, that the abuse that these players are getting. And we talk a lot on Let's Talk Arsenal on both Tuesdays and Fridays and want to have the podcast every month with John as well, which there'll be another one next month, um, about this. And we talk about it a lot and I love getting your thoughts and I love getting what you feel and your thoughts around how the players are kind of perceived. But let's have a look at some of the quotes. We're going to go to the article um on Sky Sports. You've probably already seen the video. I know that Chris Wheatley from uh, Football London tweeted it out. Um, but let's just uh, go into the piece and have a look at what Granite Jacker said um i think it's probably the best way to do it so he says is one of many examples and this is when he was asked about uh racist abuse from several online accounts including some which identified as arsenal supporters now and season tickets. this was a study that was done during the period between november and december last se- uh sorry last year where he was obviously sent off against burnley during that period and they found that i think 16 self-identified arsenal season ticket holders had sent alleged racist abuse towards Granit Xhaka, which is utterly ridiculous. I get that there are some fans out there that will lie about the fact they're a season ticket older, and the fact that they think it will get them more people following them or it invites them into a crowd of people more, but they are people that have put that Arsenal badge onto their timeline. They identify with that, and then they are throwing alleged racist abuse at a player, and it's just not acceptable. But anyway, he says, it's one of many examples, if I'm honest, uh, if I showed the others what they write, I think I have to close my social media. Everyone has to close social media. I say that before, and I will say that now and in the future as well. It is not. It is only about me. I am the guy who is on the pitch. Uh, it's not my wife. It is not my little one. It is not my family. So if you want to criticize someone, no problem to criticize uh, me like a person, like a player. But I don't think uh, – I don't make – sorry – the other people involved because they have nothing to do with my job. Secondly, I have a lot of help from the club because this is something we have to speak very openly about. You don't have to be quiet and say, yeah, I keep it with me because it is not always easy. But the club was here for me, for my family. They helped me. I was very open with the guys here. And if you have people around you who help you, it is very, very important. Carrying on, the problem is only if you lose, then it is a problem. If not a problem, I mean, can you imagine if we'd have lost yesterday? Like, picture that for a second. If we'd have lost, can you imagine Danny Ceballos' social media feed? Even anyway, um, he probably got a lot of abuse at the time. from from. There is a, a large percentage of it that are kids, unfortunately, that do it. And it's not all kids. It is obviously some. But there are obviously as well some grown men and women out there that also do it. And... It needs to be cracked down upon more. We've talked about it in absolute spades, this topic. We really have. Um, if you lose, everyone hates you. Everyone is writing uh, you things like it. It's not possible to understand how they can write something like this. You know, uh, I wish I could meet the people who write me these things to sit with them eye by eye to ask them, why are you writing things like this? This is not acceptable. So you have to open our eyes to look after this a lot because I think you kill The football like this, if the people start to speak about a player or their families or things like this. He was then asked about those supposed Arsenal fans who had sent abusive messages, and Xhaka was very defiant in his response, right, Sky Sports. Uh, He says, they are not supporters of my club. I love the fact he says my club. That's great. Um, I do not see them as uh, supporters of my club. To support the club, they have to be here. If we lose, we draw, or we win. Of course you can criticize and say what you want about football, but not about the person, not about the family. I think this is two pairs of shoes about the two pairs of shoes about the footballer and the person. I don't get the someone will have to explain that to me. Um but if one guy is a ticket holder at the club and speaks like this about his own players, I don't think he needs respect from our side or other people. I mean it's 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 pretty self-explanatory, isn't it, in the way that he is, um and how he reacts to it. I think he speaks excellently about the topic and he sums up a lot of things that are going on at the moment, how we need to identify these people better, how these people need to face harsher consequences for what they're doing. Um, but I'd love to get your thoughts in the chat box. So let's see what you guys are saying uh, about this. Uh, Jared uh, Carver, one of our fantastic listeners and uh, and people who join us in the shows as well, says, I loved what Xhaka said. He is spot on. I also love that he is a guy Uh, who throws the media training out the window and will tell you what he is really thinking. Um, Alex says, I totally love his passion uh, for the club uh, and I know he always gives 100%. However, I don't think his quality is cut out for the Arsenal. Another Prem club, maybe. And that's fine, Alex. I think what you've done there is you've shown that it is okay to criticise. And if you don't think that Granit Xhaka is a good enough player for Arsenal football club, there is nothing wrong with you saying that. Absolutely nothing, because that's criticising someone. And criticism and abuse is a, it's a fine line, but it is a fine line that is very kind of clear in, in terms of when one thing turns into the other. Abuse should be something that doesn't exist. It shouldn't exist, but it does, unfortunately. But what you've done there, Alex, is you've given a criticism. You don't feel like Granite Xhaka is good enough for Arsenal, and that is absolutely fine, and you're not alone. I know that for sure. But it's when this crosses over to abuse that is obviously the problem that we're talking about. Um, Michael says, I feel for Xhaka. Some of our supporters are susceptible to the repugnant views of other fan channels and they feel they can go about and abuse the players and the manager with impunity. Uh, Very eloquently put, Michael, um, with some high-level vocab, which as a former teacher I appreciate greatly. Um, But yeah, it's, you're spot on. Um, And there are, unfortunately, people out there, you know they are, Um, I don't need to name them that do obviously generate this negative, uh, and encourage this type of thing, even saying some horrible things on their own places. Um, I mean, I've had people in the comments ask me to have specific people on, and I've said no, I will not have these people on. And they've asked me why, and I've told them why, and it's for things they've said. And then sometimes they've not even realized that they've said that, and they go, Where did they say that? and I send them the link, and then they're a little bit shocked to see that these people are actually saying these things. And it's it's despicable. And it really, really is. And I don't want to encourage any of you on here to go to anyone else. And I had a couple of people tweet me after the... I did tweet. <laughs> Admittedly, I did tweet. And I'll say the tweet because I'm not shameful about it. I tweeted after the game. Where was it? Where is it? Let me see. Um... Buh, 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 buh. It was effectively, here we go, imagine not being able to enjoy this win, crying laughing face. Stuff those losers, is what I tweeted. And I genuinely believe that, because there are people out there that would have been happier to see Arsenal lose, because it would generate more of a furore about their content. And I stand by that, but what I don't want, and what I did see, was some people tag people, um, people tweet them that are listeners of the show. I don't want anyone doing that. I don't want to send that abuse that way. Tweet about them, whatever. Do You do you, but don't Tag me in it. Don't I don't want anyone going from here and going abusing anyone because it's one, it's hypocritical. Uh and two, the only way that I would implore you to deal with it like I have is block them, mute them, move on. Report them for anything that you see, obviously, that's abusive in any way. Um, but yeah, that's that's what you should do. I don't want anyone going out and tweeting them specifically. Just block, mute, move on. If you like drama, I understand it. We're only humans and we absolutely love drama. It's fair to say even myself. I mean, the amount of times I've walked downstairs and the missus is watching the Australian version of married, uh, married at first sight. And I've, you know, lingered maybe a little bit too long. Cause there's quite a bit of drama going on. Even I'm susceptible to loving a bit of drama. Um, but you know, this on social media, there's a way to deal with it. And I think that is certainly the way that you should deal with it. Um, Okay, Graham Page says, the two pairs of shoes comment, I think he means as a man, obviously, like, on a personal level, you wear one pair of shoes, and then when you're a player, you put your boots on. It makes sense, Graham. It makes 100% sense. Um, let's scroll down a bit further. Mr. Joe Kerr says, I don't like Xhaka. And to be fair, if I'm being very honest, I don't like him in regards to how he treated the fans after he got a lot of abuse. And I understand why he was that frustrated, but to generalize and tell kind of the fans to F off as he did... um, And some of the mistakes he's made on the pitch, that's why I don't like him kind of in that level. As a player, I appreciate a lot of things that he's done, but I'm not his biggest fan. I'm really not. Even after these words, and I respect them 100%, I'm not his biggest fan because some of the things that he's done and said and not done and stuff like that, Um, But I'm 100% on the same level as you, Joe. He says, I don't like Xhaka and feel that ultimately the club would be better off without him. That being said, abusing anyone from the armchair is appalling, but that behaviour is now in all facets of society. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse. It shouldn't be an excuse to say it's in all facets and we should be doing more. We should be doing more to combat this. It's just difficult. It really, really is. Uh, JK says, when larger channels and now networks are putting out content, screaming and shouting disrespectful stuff at players and staff, and not just players and staff, but to other people as well. And idiots on Twitter are going to follow suit. Eds, who joined me earlier on um, for the Europa League Draw Live Draws. Thank you again, Ed. You are brilliant as always. Says, it's amazing what people feel free to say directly to a player's account. Um, I'm glad some are speaking about it, but I fear that will only make more people seek that attention. It's a it's a strong point. People crave the attention, absolutely crave the attention. Um, Benjamin Harmon, uh, who is one of our newer members, thank you again for joining in, Ben. I know you found us through Hugh. Is he much appreciate uh, you sticking around? Uh, says it's a major problem with social media because there is anonymity. People believe they can speak the very worst to people. Something has to change. It does have to change. And as we've said, if you want to go listen back to the podcast that I did with John, Let's Talk Arsenal podcast on the channel just scroll down the videos. We had a, we had a big discussion about this and how we come up with some of the solutions about how it could be sold. Uh, Agolos, who joined us earlier on uh, in the live chat, is Olympiacos fan. And of course, how funny, we're (laughs) we're now playing you. Uh, I'm not going to wish you luck because I hope we stuff you and get revenge. But he says, Xhaka could be a good CDM uh, trying to point out a position. I don't think he is a defensive midfielder. I think he's a deep line playmaker that has to play next to someone like parte to be the most effective. And that's why I think playing next to Aparthe, he has looked a completely different player completely different player um Daryl Price says you once said uh don't like Xhaka as a person but fans don't actually know the person it's like when I say I don't like him as a person I'm looking at it from a personal point of view the way that he acts not the footballer some of his personal kind of actions on the pitch which I do still think go on to the pitch I don't like I don't like the way he grabs people by the throat against Burnley. I don't like the way he tells fans to F off. I don't like the way that sometimes there is a lack of maybe public apology, like we saw with Pepe against Leeds. We didn't get that same kind of thing, that responsibility publicly from Xhaka after the red card against Burnley. They're the types of things where I struggle to like him in terms of what he is as a as a pure person and what outside of football i don't know the guy i could only talk about his kind of attitude and demeanor as a person on the pitch and that's the only thing i can comment on and criticize but i appreciate a lot what he does as a player and i think that ultimately that's that's what it needs to be john fuse says it's the internet grow up john honestly if i think the people have the attitude of that then it's going to be a real problem that perpetuates continually. People lose their lives because of internet abuse through cyberbullying. It's not something that simply we can just turn around and go, grow up. It's not. It's simply not something that we can just bat an eyelid at. And I know that some people don't like me highlighting comments like that, but I want to highlight comments like that because I think it is important to highlight the other side, to highlight the other side, even if I don't agree with it. And I don't agree with John's comment at all. It's not simply about saying grow up. We're not in that culture anymore. I hate the term snowflake that people like to use in, in, in the market because there are people out there that are genuinely affected by stuff that happens on the internet, and it's not something that should just be brushed under the carpet because there are, unfortunately, people out there that are losing lives. I mean, what is the number one in the UK male killer between, like, um, adult ages? The, the number one killer in males is suicide. And I'm fully aware of the fact that a lot of that is not going to be down purely to internet abuse. In fact, it's probably a very small percentage. Well, who knows? We're not going to speculate. But the point is, is that suicide is an incredibly very real thing that happens every day in thousands of cases. And it's not something that we can just sit there anymore and go, grow up. Because too many people are losing their lives. Too many people are getting into horrible situations. And people like footballers who, yes, are in a very privileged position for the amount of money that they earn, but that's irrelevant. And it's not their fault that they earn that much. It's because how much people want to pay TV companies to watch the football and are willing to do so that they earn that much. And it's nothing to do with it. They still should be treated like the person next door to you and with respect and it's as simple as that um the real janice says it's disgusting bullying and discrimination is a disgrace whether it's online or otherwise i'm going to take a brief pause um just because obviously i did say halfway through the show that we would um random number generator here we go um i would reveal which one of our members has of course won the uh, free ticket there are 20 Entries into this week's uh, prize draw to win a free ticket into the Arsene Wenger signed pennant. I'm going to click the button five times and we'll see which one of our members has won it. One, two, three, four and five. It's number eight. Who is number eight in the list? It is Rohit Chandola is our winner. Congratulations to Rohit. Uh, Congratulations, Rohit. There you go. He is the winner of the free ticket this week. Uh, I'm just going to send a text over to Football Prizes to let them know uh, that they are the winner of the ticket. There we go. Congratulations, mate, and best of luck. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll send you a private message to what number you will be, but it will also obviously um, be in the draw tonight. If you want to be in there for the draw, it's 8.30 on Football Prizes' Facebook page Uh, UK time so make sure you uh, hopefully fingers crossed you can get that ticket Um, so thank you Michael says well said Tom the internet can go can be an echo chamber I think TGT can be an echo chamber sometimes and I'm in I really want to try and get more varied opinions on the show. Turkish is coming on on Tuesday, which I don't agree with a lot of his views. Um, I agree with some of them. So that should be up for a really, really good discussion. You might not agree with some of Turkish's views. and It'll be his first time on the channel, I believe, as well. So it's going to be a good chat, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, but he says, it can be an echo chamber that causes a lot of damage if you can't find your way out. Uh, Mr. Joe Kerr uh, says, the abuse that is thrown about on Twitter is no worse Than what anyone in a service role gets, shop, staff, emergency services, that society has been apathetic and vicious in and out of football. Um, Obviously, abuse happens outside of Twitter. Um, And I'm not saying that it doesn't. It's just obviously on Twitter, it can escalate very quickly because you have such easy access to people all the time. Whereas in real life, it's when you come into contact with people that you see it happening and to, to members of staff of different companies and outside of that as well, just in personal lives. But, yeah, that's 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 the issue. Um, that's the problem that we face is trying to find a way to stop that. And it's really difficult. Um, evening, DJ. Good to have you in here, son. Uh, for gang. Uh, the real Janice says, you and Turkish are my two favorite YouTubers. I agree with the majority of things that you both say thank you Janice um, and yeah I'm really looking forward to speaking to, to Turkish on Tuesday. Ian uh, says yeah cyber abuse and bullying is part is a is a part of the reason of depression in a lot of people unfortunately you spot on that's what we talked about it's not something that we can just say grow up to. uh daryl price says people should be on social media and not be scared off decent people should be questioning these cowards slash bullies spam them in a positive manner i think that's also and this isn't going down like a like a, trying to promote the the membership side of things but the discord and this channel in general the discord's great obviously we've got all of our members if you're an expert member or, or higher you get access to the discord server and we've kind of built this community there, where it's just discussions, it's chat, we've got different channels that we talk about, different topics, and the thing is is that people in there will disagree with each other, and it's great, because they can disagree, and then they're still mates at the end of it, whereas if you jump onto social media and sometimes have discussions, it's really abrasive, sometimes it's rude, and No one is not, I don't feel like there's anyone that's probably not guilty of it being sometimes, even myself. I'm certainly guilty of maybe being a little bit blunt, a little bit rude in some of my responses. Uh, I definitely block people maybe a little bit too quickly. I had a couple of people who tweet me when we went 2-1 down last night saying Arteta's got to go. And I think I was a little bit heavy fingered on the block button. It was just like, in that moment, I'm going, right, Arsenal are losing and your first thought is to come and tweet me. (laughs) Why is that your first thought? go away <laughs> and then we won so and it's not like I went and tweeted them when we did win it's just yeah it's just ridiculous um social media was made to keep people closer says Aglos. I 100% agree with you Matt G says it could help a little bit uh seems unfair that they and their families have to leave social media because it is unfair and social media should exist in the communities that we build And that's why I like TGT and I like having you guys in the chat and the Discord server because we've built a community where you can come into the chat, you can have your opinion, and 99.9% of the time you're going to get good responses, you're going to get uh, open debate. There might be very few one-off times where someone who is maybe not that integrated into the community here has a different opinion, a different way of voicing it. And usually what happens is they get timed out or they get blocked because we don't stand for for people that aren't willing. It doesn't matter if you're a member or a non-member. There is a legitimate set of rules that are unspoken, they're unwritten, but they are just known by you guys, and you will respect that. Um, Alistair says, Social media abuse hits the victim more directly, I think, because of the way we use our devices. Very easy to send texts without thinking carefully. I mean, in general, texting, it causes strain within relationships because there's no context as messages and things can be taken in the wrong way. Everyone's been a victim of that at some point, sending a message that you didn't mean to be interpreted in one way. And unfortunately, it does get interpreted in that way. Uh, Matt G says, I like TGT and this community. One suggestion, more drama. (laughs) We love a bit of drama, Matt. Um, I'm, I interpret that as kind of more debate and discussion about topics that aren't necessarily going to be too kind of level-headed about. And that is certainly something that I want to add. It's certainly something that I think I haven't done enough of. I haven't added enough of different people with differing opinions. But the thing is, it's really hard. It's really hard to find people uh, who have their own channels and like, have their own kind of standing and stuff. Because yeah, I could just go onto Twitter and go and get, you know, whoever. Who disagrees with me and have a chat. But I know that you guys like to listen to other channels and other sites and other uh, follow different people. And I want that to be the same thing is so that their community that they've built and the community that we've built come together and have a debate and a discussion. And it brings more people into the the channel to have that debate. That's why Turkish is coming on. That's why we had Dan Potts on from same old Arsenal. That's why I've invited other people on that have turned down. They've invited, trust me, I've invited people that you may not like to have me have seen invited. But when you get called out to the point where you're saying you're not willing to have those discussions, I've sent texts, I've sent messages, I've asked, and it's been turned down. So what more can I do, really? What more can I do? Uh, Ibrahim says, Tom, can you try to get Deluded Guna on the channel? I think it'll make a good show and some great points can be made. Yeah, DG is obviously a great content producer and, and someone that, uh, I have a lot of respect for uh, and uh, I, will, I will do my best. We follow each other, so I should be able to send him a DM and uh, fingers crossed uh, can, can sort something out. Me and DG have a chat. He has been on the channel before, but it was a long, long time ago, back in the day. Uh, Yo-Yo says social media wasn't around when David Beckham was considered public enemy number one in England because obviously what happened in the Argentina game, I think it was, but he heard how people felt about him when he entered the pitch. It's just such a very difficult not difficult but a very different period now anyway we've got 15 minutes left of the show if you would like to ask a question please feel free um to do so because we're going to try and discuss any of your topics any of your questions and we're going to get through as many of them as possible in the next 15 minutes going to go through like quick fire so if you've got questions about anything then please Do throw them into the chat box. Tebow Pesk, I see your question. I'm not going to highlight it for obvious reasons, but you have my word. That will not be happening ever. Categorically. Period. Full stop. Never. Not entertaining it. Don't want anything to do with him. No chance. Um, JK says, you, Deluded, and Hugh need to do a watch-along together. That'd be absolutely hilarious, I'm sure. Uh, And we... I mean, I'm so gutted the watch-along didn't work yesterday. It's really, really, really frustrating that we weren't able to do the watch along yesterday because of the internet at Hughes on Hughes side of things. Um, yes, DJ, hit the like button as well, you absolute frauds. Uh, Tibo Pest says, Can you invite Paul uh, from the Arsenal vision pods? That guy cracks, uh, yes, Posna, uh, Posna in my pants, Paul. Um, I don't, I don't think we follow each other. I certainly follow him. Uh, let me just check, I definitely follow. I do now. <laughs> I do now. Um, I'll message him. I'll see if he's up for it. He's hilarious on the Arsenal Vision podcast. Um, hopefully, Clive will be on again soon as well. Um, always. Uh, Michael says, "I really like TGT and Ask Blog. I feel like that has been my Arsenal media diet—critical but with humour. Always, always try a little bit, a little bit humorous. I mean, my humour and other <laughs> other people's is very different, and." once I listen back to some of the shows, which I've started, I started listening back to some of the shows cause it's on iTunes and it's very easy to, and I just want to check things and self-improvement and everything. My laugh isn't the best. I, I listen back to my laugh and I'm like, yeah, that's, it's not a good one. You don't have the best of laughs at all. <laughs> uh, Matt G says, Tom, if you had to invite one current Arsenal player to your wedding, who would it be? That is a good question. Um I'm getting married next year, so am you never know. Could get a little bit close. I'm, so, is it current Arsenal? It is current Arsenal, yeah. Um oh. I tell you, Hector Bellerin might be able to get me a good suit. That that's one thing. He might be able to sort me out of a very good suit for the wedding. He knows his stuff in that department. Um, but would I pick him? I really liked the Bellerin documentary, and it was I like Bellerin as a as a person from discovering what he's more like out of the game. So maybe Bellerin. Um Really struggling to try Kai Um, he's just such such a fun lad. He's so sound, he's such a sound guy. Uh, Emil Smith Rowe sounds like a really good down to earth kid as well. Um, a I feel like would be funny. I mean, I wouldn't need a photographer because a would just be on his phone, just filming everything. So maybe that, <laughs> maybe a Bamiang. Um Tine is a good shout says DJ yeah very good shout oh my god there's so many questions i've only got 10 minutes right where are we let's speed through these i'm really sorry if i skip past yours i'm going to try and get through as many as possible uh, ans 14 says any idea what pepe has done to arteta and don't worry pepe played against man city like he started the game against man city and he's not played against benfica don't worry about pepe it's going to be fine don't worry um he still could be sold in the summer who knows um Omar says Tom based on how we played last night do you think we will win the Europa League I'm not sure I really think people have over criticized the performance yesterday I thought we dominated both games I thought we created some really good chances we made mistakes it's Arsenal we're still not 100% we make mistakes but I genuinely think the three goals we made were of really high quality and we beat down a team that are playing a low block against us for a lot of the game and that's something that Arsenal struggled with I'm happy with the performance. I think it was have been really unlucky again to go out at that stage. We were uh, ultimately the victims of our own own silly mistakes. Uh, Juan says, Tom, do you think that it's possible to sell players for 80 to 100 million? Right now, it is possible for certain players, but those players, I say players, probably one player, Bakayo Saka, I'm not going to sell him. You can offer me 100 million for him, and I'm not sec- I'm not selling him. One, because I don't trust the club to spend the money. <laughs> and two, because he's, I don't want him going anywhere else. Very, very simple. Uh, Saeed says, do you think we need a different attacking option, a player that can score from headers? Yes, Saeed, you're spot on. And I, we talked a little bit about that earlier on. Uh, Michael says, can you invite Clive on the show? That man has the most calming voice in the Arsenal community. I, honestly, I, if you ever downloaded an app called Calm, you can you can uninstall it because you just need to listen to Clive talk and oh bliss, blissful. And the answer to your question is yes. I'm in. Discuss- I'm talking to Clive. I'm literally. I text him all the time. <laughs> that made me sound so weird, um, but I have texted him. Let me see what the last conversation we had was. Um, so the last time we text, he was telling me about all the people that are asking him on to shows, but he says. You're at the top of the list, Tom. And then I saw him on Highbury squad the other day. So I feel a bit betrayed, but I'll have a word. I'll have a word with him. Um, Wilson says, are you serious that Lacazette has been linked with Monaco? Yes, I have. Uh, Go have a little bit of a Google. You'll find it. Um, Vinny says the dream would be to get Wrighty on. Have you ever reached out? I haven't. Wrighty is very busy. um, But I was... Stefan Schwartz obviously you came on the show before the first leg text me after the game and we had a little bit of a chat and I was I, I pitched the idea of doing like an Arsenal round table with Stefan and anyone that he believes former Arsenal players that he's still in contact with that maybe we could get doing a kind of a round table show towards the kind of the summer uh, in between the in between the two seasons. That might be quite fun. I'm really going to try and push for that to happen. Obviously, I know Kev Campbell quite well, so he, I'm, I'm sure he would be up for coming back on. He enjoys... You saw the show last time. But he loves talking about Arsenal. Um Janice says, is it logical for the Cronkies to tell us we are trying to compete for a title? Shouldn't they clarify what we are? I think Janice... They aren't going to say anything other than that because they wouldn't want to put out a different mindset from their point of view, from a business point of view. You want to be aiming as high as possible, and I just don't think they're going to change that. Uh, Alistair says, what about the Arsenal ownership issue? Is this fixable? Can we get top four next season? Assuming we pick up a decent striker addition, I think we can get top four next season if we add in a striker, a right back, another centre mid, arguably a centre attacking midfielder, arguably a left back. It's a lot. But if we get quality additions into the team and we move out the players that we need to move out, of course we can, of course we can challenge. But it's just about if we back the manager, if we back the club, if we back the team, it's not going to happen without that. It's really, really not. Um, Doug says, "Did Lee retire from the show? Which Lee? I'm assuming you mean judges. If you mean judges, then no. Judges has has not gone anywhere. He, obviously, judges is very busy. He's on the same old Arsenal every week, and we got a big." roster of regular podcasters um at the show so no absolutely not my lead judges will be back absolutely half pint will be here don't you worry um Nana GK says TGT deluded Hugh Harry Simenu is a dream lineup on a show well maybe it will happen one day maybe Wilson says who was Arsenal's man of the match last night at Saka all day long um Dan Roberts says, could you try and get Benekafobi onto the show? Um, Benekafobi was on with the beautiful Game Pods, and he basically said on there that he doesn't really do interviews. Um, so I, I don't know. I, probably not is the answer, Dan. Um, but you never know. Maybe I can put the feelers out. Matthew DeSouza says, is it true you have invited Guna Mike to your wedding? And if so, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yes it is true and the answer is i don't know what i was thinking um but me and michael obviously known each other a long long time and uh are good mates so of course uh he is he he's not the only one that's going to be there he andy drew and john uh, are all all invited and are all coming over next year for the wedding so that'll be fun um i'm not allowed to do a live pod apparently she's listening um she is in the other room (laughs) um but yeah i'm not allowed to do a live pod unfortunately but i'm sure that mike will get his phone out and record a fair few things so don't worry there will be pictures and videos next year um but yeah i don't know what i was thinking matt is the honest answer (laughs) i really don't know what i was thinking oh dearie me uh janice says your laugh is great bro stop tripping (laughs) I hate, I hate that word so much. Uh, Mr. Joker says Tom, the on the year 25-25. Um, Arsenal win the Premier League. What is everyone's dream celebration meal? Um, tonight is one of my favourite meals. Friday is usually takeaway day, and there's a kebab shop uh, very close by to where I live, and it makes the nicest lamb sheesh wraps. Unbelievable. Give them a shout-out. Master kebabs in and they're amazing um and that's where we're going tonight so uh yeah uh that would be it probably (laughs) absolutely no shadow of a doubt about it oh my god there's so many questions i'm so sorry guys i'm not going to be able to get through all of these um jk says surely you'd voice note clive yeah i would and i need to uh says clive is the podcasting equivalent of barry white (laughs) deary me um ibrahim says how many additions do you think we need to be a serious team again or at least have a serious that 11 i genuinely think it's about five between five and six you're looking at right back you're looking at center mid you're looking at attacking mid you're looking at striker you're looking at um possibly a center back and a backup left back um we need a lot we need a lot is the answer is the honest answer to that um Tommy says, you say the mentality is bad at our club. Isn't that down to the manager to change that? And no matter what players you give Arteta, he hasn't got good enough tactics and no man-manager skills. Tommy, I disagree with you. Um, I think that the mentality has, has been shown in the game against Benfica, in the games against the likes of Chelsea at Man United. In these games, we have shown that we've got the mentality. I think we've also shown to come out of a really horrible period, a very similar period that we were in under Unai Emery that he couldn't get us out of and was ultimately sacked. Arteta got us out of that period because the players still back him. I mean, Lacazette's got trust the process on his boots. What more evidence do you need? Um, I think he has got good enough tactics. And I think that you've seen that in the games that we've played, that we have got a clear... We are gradually getting more of a style of play. We're adding better team, better players. And I do think the tactics will be more evident once the more of the better players come in. And once he's got the likes of Thomas Partey available to him. Uh, we've got a few more minutes left. Um, so I'm really not going to be able to get through all of these. Um, why doesn't Xhaka accept critique instead of being antagonistic have the plan base forgot him throwing down our captain's armband so Suga what I think you need to realize is that Xhaka is being abused online and his family are being abused online all the time and if you're anyone you are going to get incredibly frustrated I don't agree with him throwing down the captain's armband I understand the action I understand why he did it I don't agree with what he did but I understand why it happened and it's not about him being antagonistic. It's about him reacting to consistent abuse. And you've probably never had to deal with that. I'm assuming I might be wrong, and I apologize if I am. But you've probably never had to deal with anywhere near close to the level of abuse that Granit Xhaka has had to deal with throughout his career. So you've got to probably take that into context and think about that. Um, Dan Roberts says, I'll tell you explaining why he brought on Willian rather than Pepe on Martinelli shows me that he is very good tactically. Um Uh, Doug says, Are you going to be wearing black on? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be wearing black on my wedding day. Black suit, black shirt, black tie, just black, always. It's just, it's my color. It's mainly because it's slimming. (laughs) That's the main reason. Um, So there you go. Uh, Matthew says, Mentality has to also be in the players from the start. It's not solely the job of a manager to get players fired up. Winners are born with that attitude uh, you're absolutely spot on. Uh, Yoyo says Xhaka has self confidence and self respect. I agree. Michael says Arteta has also had to move on the players that have contributed negatively to the culture at this club. Again, I'm loving the fact that you guys are having this strong debate. It's really clear. Uh, Willian with the hashtag Willian off, Willian on TV off it was not the case last night and Willian saved us with that assist was really strong. Anyway, that is uh, the last little bit uh, of today's show. So thank you every, ever so much for everyone that's tuned in today for LTA and for the stream earlier on. Please drop a like on the video, guys. Um, really, really appreciate if you could. I will appreciate everyone in the chat box as always. Good luck to everyone that has bought a ticket for the prize draw later on for the signed Arsene Wenger uh, pennant flag. Make sure you uh, tune in at 8.30 Football Prizes on Facebook and you'll find it there. I'll be back tomorrow afternoon for the preview of the Leicester game with a few of the members at 3 p.m. Uh, UK time. So make sure you tune in for that. Hit that notification bell, and, uh, yeah, you'll, uh, you won't you will miss it. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. We are on Audible, uh, audio-only Sorry, platforms, and you can listen to these shows while you're going for a run, in the car, at work, wherever but what i can ask please please if you can is go onto itunes it'll take you 2 seconds leave us a review it really helps more people find the show is to boost us up those rankings i really appreciate if you could do that so just jump over to itunes type in the Goona talk and i'll be forever grateful uh, if you if you can tweet me the review that you do i will retweet it uh, i'll even drop you a follow so uh, if you can do uh, if you can do us that there you go there's a deal for you and if i already follow you do it anyway <laughs> so there you go really appreciate your time uh, this afternoon i will see you tomorrow for the preview of the leicester game it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you as always and as always up the arsenal and cheerio it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.